This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. BC has a money laundering problem. This we know, and it's why we have launched a public inquiry into the whole situation. Uh, But one of the reports into money laundering that we heard about last week also pointed out that by using the same economic model, other provinces, and in fact, the entire country seems to have a problem with money being laundered. But unlike BC, not every province and jurisdiction was willing to listen. Take Alberta. In fact, Alberta was cited in this report. Using the model from the Netherlands, it said that Alberta was also a target. The report estimated that $10 billion was laundered in Alberta in 2015 alone. But in Alberta, that province's Minister of Justice and their Solicitor General, well, he wasn't too happy about that. He said the conclusions were based on questionable data. His name is Doug Schweitzer. He said Alberta uses intelligence from frontline law enforcement agencies, not data that they can't verify. In other words, he didn't think it was that big of a problem because he said if the law enforcement people weren't telling him there was a problem, then he didn't think it was as big of a deal. Well, that's great. Except we know how that worked out here in BC, don't we? Leave it all to law enforcement doesn't necessarily root out the problem. Which is why we thought that we would go straight to the source of the economic model that is being debated here. And that is Dr. Bridget Unger from the School of Economics at Utrecht University in the Netherlands. It is her model that was used in Maureen Maloney's report to estimate the scale of money laundering. Just before we came on air today, I had a chance to talk to her in detail about this. And here's our conversation. Well, Dr. Unger, thank you for joining us to talk about this today. Lots of interest over here when it comes to money laundering. Can you tell me a bit about the modeling that you did? Yes, uh, I'm very happy to tell you about it. Uh, What we use in 15 years uh, to estimate money laundering is a world model, which we have built up, where you have basically 190 countries, and we look first how much crime money is in the world. So how much do you earn from drugs and from fraud? Knowing this number then, we try to look which countries attract this money laundering money. So part of it will be laundered at home, but part of it will be sent abroad. And the most attractive countries we found out, and that's also confirmed, I think, by many criminologists and also police findings, are rich countries. So launderers like rich countries, countries with a high gross domestic product, with a stable government, with reliable banking, with uh, some links to the countries, like speaking the same language or sharing the same cultural features, knowing a little bit about the country. And so we look for this world money, which country attracts how much And the same we did for Canada, how much is attracted by Canada. And the outcome is about 2%, uh, 2, 2 2.1% of gross domestic product, which is a lower bound. There are countries which have 8% of gross domestic product, like Italy. So it's a a relatively modest amount, but still adds up to 41 or 47 billion of uh, Canadian dollars. And then we looked how much does each of the provinces attract of this money, And for this, again, we assumed that the provinces behave like countries with borders and with different policies and with different uh, cross-domestic products and different people. And from this, we estimated then the Alberta and the British Columbia and Ontario and Prairies and Quebec and Atlantic uh, uh, money laundering. So So it's a model, it's an economic model with assumptions. 
uh, but economists work with assumptions. Also, when you calculate gross domestic product, you make assumptions of how much do people work on their own or how much how big is the shadow economy. So with these assumptions, which we tested basically since the last 15 years for different countries, and uh, the model seems relatively robust because it's a gravity model which dates back to Newton, and it's a it's a very solid model coming from physics in principle. In some of the provinces, Alberta in particular, has expressed a lot of skepticism about this being present in their economy. What do you say when you hear governments say that, oh, no, that, that number can't be right? I mean, uh, it reminds me, you know, it's a deja vu, because 15 years ago, the same what I did for the Netherlands, the first reactions were exactly the same. So the Dutch said it's too high. Luxembourg said we are not on the top. That cannot be. And a couple of years later, uh, I think nobody in Europe would say that I have estimated too high. They would more say maybe it's even too low what you estimate. So in this sense, I can see if you've never were busy with money laundering and somebody, especially a foreigner, comes and says, oh, you, you are the number one in laundering that if I were a government I also would not like these findings but I think it should be used as an eye opener that this should be investigated in more depth and it was especially the Albertan government which was the only province which said it would not like to know who is the ultimate beneficial owner of a company it said we don't participate in this uh, nationwide program we don't want to know so and this means you open your door to t- telling launderers, come into our province, because we're not going to question for where you are from and what, what, where the money is from. And I think this is a sign that you are not really taking the problem serious enough. And I think it should be taken more serious because uh, launderers will always look for a loophole. Where can we go where we stay undetected? And if a country just opens its wide its doors, I think it's, it's very, very likely that uh, this amount is certainly not underestimating. How is, money, how is money laundering so well hidden then? How does it get so deeply into the economy of a country? Yeah, because it's done by very smart people. It's mostly white border crime. It's people who have lawyers, who have <laughs> helpers, they have tax experts, they have uh, notaries, they have a lot of very smart real estate agents, very smart helpers how to get the money into a country and how to hide it. And the only purpose for laundering is to hide the origin of the money, the criminal origin or the tax evasion more origin. And therefore, it's a very difficult crime to detect because it's done by very smart people. And yet, have you, using this same model then all over the world, have other countries responded and, and done something about it? Yeah, I mean, in the Netherlands, it was uh, an eye-opener, and the Netherlands has done a lot of reforms, especially regarding uh, their trust companies, that they want to know exactly who is the owner of this trust company. They have uh, changed their laws, their supervision laws, they have changed their reporting laws, and they have tightened a lot, and they have also, per year, 1,580 prosecutions for money laundering. If you compare it to Canada with 10 prosecutions, I think, in the last 10 years, it's uh, a very big difference. So uh, I think in Europe now, money laundering is uh, taken very serious. And uh, if America and Europe tighten their basically borders regarding money laundering, then Canada, I think, is a very attractive country for launderers and therefore I would really highly recommend that other provinces follow what British Columbia is doing, namely to really seriously try to register 
companies, land, that you know who, to whom do these things belong. That's the most important thing in order to discover uh, drug dealers, fraudsters, or tax evasion people in your country. Doctor, would you see the model as a starting point then, like not a finishing point as in this is what's going on in your economy, but a place to start looking? Yes, I think that's what it is. You, you are in the dark, and it's the first light that you flash on. I don't pretend that I can tell on the center exactly what's, how much is really laundering, but I can point at the weak points, and I can show who are the most threatened provinces. And there I'm still convinced that my model is not wrong, because in the last 15 years it could point the finger on the right countries. The first, when I'm estimated, the first time Luxembourg popped up, and as I said, Luxembourg was very upset, that's not true, then the Vatican popped up, the, the country of the, the, of the Catholic Pope, and then there was the Vatican scandal. So the model is a very simple one, but rich countries, which do not do anything against money laundering, are extremely threatened by attracting laundering money. And that's a very simple truth, I think. So what advice then would you give to places, other jurisdictions like Alberta, who say, no, no, this, these numbers are wrong? I think you cannot, uh, you have to cooperate and share information. Money laundering you cannot combat in one province or just by closing your eyes. I think the provinces have to work together, developing a registering of, of beneficial ownership of com companies and of land. They have to share information. They have to work together with the federal government. And the data cannot be just used in silos, each one sitting on his own data, the tax authority sitting on their data, and the land registering sitting on their data. You have to basically find more cooperation in order to share these informations and to detect unusual behavior. Also, the reporting has to improve. We saw in British Columbia that the real estate agents basically think if, if we don't accept cash, we are not laundering, helping laundering. But many launderers don't pay in cash. They come with very complicated company constructions into your country and then buy land or houses. And to detect this, you need much more awareness and also training of, of the people to report also suspicious transactions. Do you think BC is on the right track? I think BC is a very courageous track, and Lothar, the land registering proposal that they make, is worldwide the most developed. Um, according to the Tax Justice Network, who compared all the, the, all the land registering uh, in the world. So it's a very modern and I think a very courageous step to say we want to know how much money laundering is and we want to fight it. And that's basically what the Dutch did 15 years ago. They were the first country in Europe who started to say, okay, let's estimate this and let's look how we can really face this problem. I think it's courageous and I think it's a good way. Yeah. Dr. Unger, thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much, Jimmy. That's Dr. Bridget Unger, who's with Utrecht University School of Economics. It is her economic model that was used in Maureen Maloney's report to try to estimate how much money laundering was going on. And as you heard her say there, it's the beginning of a conversation about money laundering. And it's not the be-all, end-all, end result. It is a place for people to start asking questions.